Welcome back, everybody, to Torchlit Tavern. I am your master of battered, beaten, but still maintained story continuity. It's rough with, you know, with players that can't make it to game regularly. But, you know, that's pretty much the DM struggle. To my ecumenical left. That's a big word that I don't know. I don't even know what it means either. I just know that Kath uh, and Jack Sparrow used it in a movie once. That works. <laughs> hey, we're not doing Fair. the Council of Nicaea, okay? Let's get on with it. <laughs> hey, gang, it's Ryan. <laughs> I'm here to be your boy, Roy. And here to have a good time. And out somewhere in the wilderness. Is Strata, once again playing Buff, the lovable dwarf. He has instead taken... He's out among the mountains of his ancestors. In the rain, funny enough. We'll see how this goes. And on my left. And two is nowhere near him at all. Is, of course, Jeff. Reprising his role, the thespian that I am, as the... the magnanimous, the entertaining and the often infuriating gentleman skeleton mr grim the hat was doff folks it, it all is right with the world two very important things one strana is coming to us live from the middle of nowhere he has somehow found a way to patch in and record while camping and two ecumenically means of relating to or representing the whole of a body of churches you learned something. Hence the whole reference to the Council of Nicaea. Yeah, I, I, I figured you were making a reference, but seeing as I didn't know what the fuck the word meant, <laughs> your um, reference fell on me rather flat. Now I get it. Yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> For all the nerds who were there with Strana. <laughs> Good on you. Anyway. A nice little golf clap for you. Yeah. We left off at a pretty rough moment. Shit's bad, gang. Uh, yeah. Really bad. You guys were trying to save Dylan, who had wandered off for reasons you don't know, and you had found him being accosted by devils who were... I mean, trying is okay. maybe a bit of a Roy stretch for Bruce me. were definitely trying to save Dylan. I mean is my words. We were all trying to rescue Dylan. And in the process of trying to save Dylan, Bruce and Roy ended up on the other side of a portal that was slowly closing. And as the rift between Hell and the, this, well, not the mortal plane, because you guys technically don't know where you are. You're in sort of a pocket plane created by Nebula, the Conjuration Master. But the last thing you guys see of Bruce after Bruce grabbed Roy and threw him back to Daedalus who yanked him through the portal is the color of Bruce's short sword that normally glows a soft green has changed to a vibrant red light and you can hear the slow chiming sound that you Roy know means that Bruce is in danger as the portal closes completely Daedalus rolls backwards onto his hindquarters and just sit staring where the portal was and says by the grace of Newman what just happened no they went to hell no no where's where's that teacher lady open that shit back up star is standing by the door that you guys burst through holding the door frame just timidly watching everything roll a Perception or an insight check? Is that in everybody? Yeah. Oh, and the last thing of note, there was still a spine devil, but our good gentleman boy, Evan, takes the last five hit points away from it, because he's talented and it was very weak. You said an insight? Or perception, whichever you prefer. 21. Okay, when you look to see Star, you see her, she's always kind of timid and afraid, but it seems like she is actually 
taking a sigh of relief. Nineteen. Did you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to open portals, though. That's not what I do. The only book of nebulas that we have is in your friend's hand. Bop, open the portal. I uh, just, as I sweep through pages, uh, what am I looking for exactly? Open portal. Open you see portal, the ritual that you guys used earlier, and you notice that it says Nebula's ritual for closing portals, and closing has been underlined three times. Okay, I've got one for closing here. Very much closing. I need one for opening, Bob. Ah, uh, mm, swipe through some more pages. Uh, don't, not seeing one, not seeing one. Mm, that is a shame. He was a proficient warrior. Quite a loss to our overall strength. No, there's, there's gotta be way here somewhere. Daedalus chimes in with, I think he was your only warrior. Uh, well, don't tell Dylan that. Isn't that guy a... Like... What is he, anyway? Uh, some type of... He fights with a dagger. Some type of knight, I think. Or at least that's what he thinks, I think. Roy casts Elders Blast at a wall. Somebody fucking opened the portal. Look, look there's nothing in the book. There's no I can close them. I can close a portal, no problem. Ritual for that. Not, not, don't have one. I do not. Can you say it backwards? Will that do it? Nope, nope, didn't work. Sometimes there are things that can be done, and sometimes there are things that cannot. Well, it'd be cool if you'd start doing, Grim. And sometimes that spell's probably in another castle. If I could open portals, do you honestly think I would be dealing with any of you now? Truly consider that. So what do we do? Well. Daedalus, you got anything? I got one uh, thing. There was a ship that could travel through portals, wasn't there? If the ship is intact, it did travel, but not through a portal. It was wished here. Avil says... Yes, it it most likely would not be helpful. And if it was, it would help you travel to Fey, if anywhere. That was a hell rift. Most definitely. Can you open one? No. No? In her state, she could barely open a can of beans. In our state, you mean? I'll have you know. What? I will return to my glory. And you can open a can of beans. I can open a much more than that. Would you like to see what I can open? I dare you. I'll tell you this, Avil. If not for the fact that your body is useful as a shield, I would have cut it down already. His name is Roy. And I have less problems with him than with you. Shut your mouth, you trollop. I immediately whip the rapier up towards Grimm's neck, and I say, shut the fuck up and help me figure this out. We need to get them back. Boy, pointing that rapier at me won't help anything. If you would like to figure things out, then calm down. I have been in more battles than you can conceive, and I can guarantee you that that hot head won't help. Daedalus leans in and he says, you're the one who was talking three feet above Roy's head. Are you sure that you're thinking straight? And uh, just just an idea for everybody. Uh, this probably isn't the only Hellgate. Just saying. Where? I don't know. You have materialized, Daedalus. There are things you just won't see. Like how you guys haven't killed each other yet. Okay. Bob, what about other hell rifts? Well, assuming we have not closed everything, and the school's still a muck and a manic, I think what we can go do to try to save them is try to go find another one. 
Does it say where there might be another one? Hold on. Are you suggesting that we take a leisurely journey through hell? You can stay. I'm talking about finding an entrance. I don't see you doing much anyway. We don't need the smell of cookies down in hell. I don't know about you, but fire and dwarf beards don't mix. I would need some prep to go in there. Daedalus is like, yeah, I don't... Uh, I'm shocked that I'm about to say this, but I'm I'm with the dwarf and the fae. We should not be trying to find a way into hell. I'm sorry, Roy, but... Bruce is a tough guy. Our best option is to maybe find the other mages. Understand that it is possible to find another gate, another portal, another rift. But it is impossible to know where in these hell dimensions it may lead. Planes are at times infinite. Opening one two feet away from another can open it in a place hundreds of what you would know as miles away. Inconsistency is the name of the game when it comes to rifts like this. Star says, he's right. Star also says, it. look, it's not likely that you'll find him. And honestly, chances are better that you just... We need to get out. We need to survive, and then maybe we can find a way to get your friend back. So am I supposed to just hope that he fucking falls out of the sky in another portal? It is your only hope, in fact. Star kind of gives you like that eh, shrug. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're kind of hoping right now. That's, that's all we got. Roll insight again. Right throws another blast at the wall. Seven on my insight. No. <laughs> Though I did have a high enough roll on the last one. To- oh, did you roll insight last time? Yeah, I rolled like a 15 or something. Alright. You guys ignore this, but you understand that she's pretty, like... The fact that Bruce is now gone made her... She's relieved. Yeah. So I kind of turned to look at her for a second. And I address her directly. Star. Yes? And... She sees what looks like a skeleton raisin eyebrow. Okay. What? And I point my cane at her. You've had an aversion to him this entire time. He... Which is not uncommon, but yours seems to be more intense. He's twice my height and he hulks. He's terrifying. Have you dealt with giants in your past? Uh, no. Not really. He's not a giant. He's a Goliath. No, but he, he's close enough to scare a normal material. In, anyway, um, w- shouldn't we be... Shouldn't we be moving on? Dalus picked up a pouch that fell on the ground near the rift, and he's like, yeah, we, we, should, uh, we should be moving on to the next thing. Do I see it? Yeah, he picks up the pouch and he's walking over to you, Roy, and he's like, hey, uh, Roy, I think this was Bruce's. Yeah, keep that. Uh, we might need that later. Also, do we? Do they have any blood spattered around? From, do they get hit by anything? I take it. Did Bruce bleed last episode? Yes. He's like hits. The bearded devil caused he- bleed. Yeah. Like, literally, there's lots of blood. Okay. Well, I collect some of it. I say, hopefully this will be useful later. Yeah, Daedalus hands you a mundane pouch that had Bruce's stuff in it that he had recovered from when everything blew up. What's in it? A sledgehammer. Okay. That's a huge hammer to you, Roy. Jesus. Do you want it or do you want me to hold on to it? I might have trouble swinging that. I mean, Bruce seems to carry this everywhere. I mean, it's in a pouch. Yes. So it's in a bag of holding. No. Can't be. It's just a very heavy fucking pouch. The hammer is not in the pouch. It's just next to it. So he's got a pouch and a hammer in each hand. What's in the pouch? Inside the pouch, you find... 
Inside the pouch, you find an explorer's pack containing a mess kit, bedroll, 50 feet of hemp and rope, a hooded lantern. He has the sledgehammer, a longbow, 61 arrows, a tinderbox, seven bars of soap, a handful of money, and some crystals from the Chamber of Magog. Also, there is a bundle of st- what would appear at first to look to be a bundle of sticks. But when you look at it, you realize that it is his collapsible fishing pole the dwarves made him. Thank you for the pouch, Daedalus. If you could carry the hammer, that would be great, because it's bigger than me. Oh. So that pouch is definitely a pack. Whether it was a pack to Bruce or not, maybe not. Yeah. But there's a lot of things in there. That is a pack. Yes. What do you guys do? So, I call Evan over, or Evan should be right there, I guess, so don't need to call me. Yeah, over. Evan's busy wiping the blood off his rapier and, and like, finishing off the spine devil that mm. he, that was still alive at the end of last episode. So, I call everyone in, gather up, and I begin to address them all. Alright, we're here in this shit show, and we have... Very few and very many options at the same time. We may not be able to get Bruce or Dylan back. They could just be gone. They're not gone. I said could. It is time to accept the possibility. Chasing them would be fruitless now. But what we can do is we can continue to close the rifts that exist and make our way to more of the staff for the college. Their help could be paramount right now. Yes, I would expect it to be. Yeah, that that other one. Nebula? Nebula opens portals. I'm pretty sure we watched Nebula die. That's helpful. Not really. One of them's got to know something. We'll figure it out. I assume the headmaster knows near as much as Nebula. Star says, we all dabble in in various magic. We don't, like... I'm the diviner, but I make potions. You should probably start dabbling more. Um, sorry. What? Quit deflecting. And let's move. Daedalus puts his hand on your shoulder, Roy, and he kind of nods toward the front door, and he says, you ready? Lead the way, Star. The next nearest teacher. Lead the way? Diviner. I don't... Lead the way. Okay. She casts Locate Person. Do you you have anyone that you want to find? Like, particular? The Headmaster. Okay. She casts the spell, and she says, Uh, I can't find him. Who can you find? What about your evocation, master? Where is he? She says, oh, you you want... uh, Yeah, we can try to find, uh, Comet. And she casts the spell, and she says, well, um, this door... And she turns to the left of the podium, just in front of where the portal had opened up. This door should lead to the, uh... The, the field, the, the outside, and, and the other buildings. But, like, we don't know what's going to be on the other side of the door. Whatever it is, we'll kill it. Let's go. Mr. Grimm and Evan stride towards the door. Okay. You know, all things considered, uh, I really should build some armor. Can't you just use a spell for that? Let's go. <sighs> you did just get stone skin. He also has the hammer that does things. What do you want to try to build armor out of? True. Yeah, you can do either. So, what are you doing, Strata? Making some wickerwork armor. That's what I'm doing with the hammer. Out of what? The chair? There's broken chairs. Yes, why not? We'll use chairs. Okay, so you're going to try to turn the furniture There's into armor. There's got to literally be something metal in here. Touch <laughs> the ground. It is made of no. stone, almost guaranteed. Stone would be a terribly heavy thing to make armor out of. We no, fought I fire very things much, no, earlier. I don't know why you would want to make it out of wood. You do not change the fact that he's going to be wearing furniture armor with upholstery layout. Yes. 
Exactly. I will look dapper. Okay. So Bop touches a broken chair. Just a second. I'll use this. Roll that craft check, my friend. Yeah. As the wood and upholstery and whatever else goes into a chair just sort of melts away from the broken furniture and starts to form over Bop. Yeah, 15 total. Okay, so you have a 15 armor class. It's not restrictive, but it's going to be very flammable. (laughs) So if you get hit by fire, I'm going to have you be vulnerable to fire. And also, you're going to have splinters. That's not going to have any effect. It's just going to be bothersome. But you will have splinters. I'll just keep pulling them out occasionally. Also, if you are in a room full of furniture, I will give you advantage on stealth checks. Excellent. And Daedalus opens the door. Me and Evan walk to the door. Then I look back at Daedalus and go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's me. And he says, how are we looking? And he looks at the battered crew behind him. Ah, slightly better now. Not great. Right. It's important to note from the DM, there's been no rest. Roy looks back at where the portal disappeared and he kind of just balls his hands up into fists. And he says, let's go. Daedalus kicks open the door. And when I say Daedalus kicks open the door, I mean he opens it quietly and normally like a well-adjusted young man that he is. I would hope so. Outside. It's not dark. It's kind of like a very bright night, as if there's stars. Which is weird, though, because when you step outside, there's no sun. It's just a dark sky. That's got like a tint to it, but it's not your sky. Oh. The outside sort of rumbles and roils like a murky cloud that can't quite figure out what shape to take. This reminds me of something. I swear I saw that in this book. Yeah, I just rolled a natural 20. On what? It was just going to be an arcana check. Okay. I'll come back to that. But first, directly in front of you, a good hundred yards away... The tower stands. There is a pile of rubble that is leaning away from you guys toward what you guys remember was the front entrance to the school campus. It seems to have half collapsed, the bottom half caving in on itself. Like it's leaning far to the left and the top part has actually fallen off. The tower hasn't collapsed completely. But it doesn't look like it'll stay standing for long. Well, that's quite precarious. Well, yes, I mean, we're in an interdimensional zone. As Bop looks up and around. Star points to the right and says, Um, I feel, uh, Master Comet, uh, it feels like he's in the mess hall. Oh, there should be a couple people there, yeah. I guess, yeah, go check on him. Yeah, you remember the mess hall was the place that you and Bruce rolled through earlier and told everybody to get the heck out of Dodge before moving on to the conservatory. What was your arcana check that you did? I was just looking at the sky going, I, I swear I saw something in this book. Oh, yeah. Something about rolling dimensional turf. Your arcana check was a what? It was a natural 20. Yeah, you know that you are in a pocket plane. Excellent. <laughs> You are basically in a piece of the ethereal plane that has been sectioned off. As far as you can tell, it is a giant version of like a rope trick spell. Not knowing where I'm going at all, I look at Star. I take a small bow and point with my cane as if to say, go right ahead. So yeah, when you come out, you see the tower and there's nothing left of the library. Oddly enough, though, the greenhouse has survived. The tower seems to have fallen away from the glass building next to it. But she's pointing to the right of where you guys just exited and pointing toward the mess hall. The mess hall is a large rectangular building about 50 yards to your right. The mess hall would have been a very defensible place for Comet to set up. Well, that's all well and good. I hope there's something a bite to eat inside. Oh, most likely, yeah. Have you tried our mutton? It's really good. It's been a while. I sure hope it is as good as it was. Is there a clear path to it, or is there stuff in the way? No, there's nothing in the way. 
you guys can just sort of stroll on over there. You also notice that it is eerily quiet out here. Me and Evan begin to stroll, and as we do, as we start to kind of break away from Daedalus, I look back at him and go, Come on now, you're the leader here. I'm... Okay. I'm, I'm the leader. All right, yeah. You have more authority here than we do. Well, at least you're the point man. Well, no, no, don't follow me. Come on, come on. And I try to run out in front. <laughs> no, oh, no, never mind. I'm the leader. <laughs> As he steps in front of Bop, and he just kind of puts his finger to everybody and starts making hand signals to follow him. I scowl at his backside. It's been ten hours since you guys last saw Nebula, yeah. just to give us a timeline. Okay. And you guys step into the doors of the mess hall, which are cracked open slightly. Do you guys go right in? I point at the door and go, Point man. Daedalus has stopped, and he's like, Stealth man. Well, Roy keeps going. And he points at Roy. Roy didn't stop. All right, Roy, are you stealthing? No. Daedalus goes, well, fuck, that defeats the purpose. Bob just watches him. Do you open the door wider? Roy pushes the door open. Okay. Inside the mess hall. Y'all can roll. Roy's in a mood. It's like, this isn't <laughs> gonna go well. So, I'm gonna make a stealth roll as we roll in. Me and okay. Evan, probably. And Bop. Bop, who is trained in stealth. So, Evan fucking nailed his roll. He nat 20'd it. Nat 20 for Evan. Evan's sneaky. I forgot that Evan's a sneaky yeah. boy. Let's see. Oh, man, look at that. Look at that 17. That's a 17 that Daedalus rolled. It's too bad he's in full plate. He needs to roll that again. So he got a 2. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Bop got a 19. A 19? Mm-hmm. I got an 18. Wow. Yeah, it's a good thing Daedalus hasn't moved into the room, because he's going <laughs> to fail the moment he moves. Roy didn't roll. Yeah, I'm aware. Daedalus is at the door holding it open as sort of everyone else filters in after... Roy, who is not sneaking, but you guys have kind of ducked into the room, like, into the shadows, like, trying. Bop, since you've been here before, you remember the last time you were here, it was a very clean, stereotypical, like, school cafeteria, right? It had bench seats and tables in long rows running all the way down the mess hall. There's about five rows of these tables. But in the ten hours you guys have been gone, apparently some rift had opened but you don't see where it may be. And inside this room, you see everything is covered in cobwebs. The entire room from floor to ceiling is webbed. In this mess hall that was just being used? Ten hours ago. Okay. As I sneak into the door, carefully placing one foot in front of the other, my eyeballs just creak from one side to the other, and I mouth silently... Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, it is very dark. There's no lights. Who doesn't have dark vision, and is that a problem? Uh, I think we all do. Yeah, yeah, we all I have dark vision. I think you guys do. Roy flicks down his goggles at night. What kind of knowledge roll would I have to do to figure out why it's like this? Mm, arcana. Okay, so I rolled like an 18 before I added my, I think it's a 4. I would allow Arcana or Nature. Okay, so I'm going Arcana. Okay. I have a plus four there. So I rolled an 18, so it's 22. I'm going to say that you are especially good at knowing what the hell's going on in this room. It is darker than the outside, and you see what appears to be cobwebs everywhere, and you only know one place that is known for spiders, cobwebs, and general darkness, and that's the Realm of Shadow. The mirrored opposite to the realm I'm from. Basically. Yeah. Because the realm of shadow overlays the material plane in a way. But, like, where the realm of the fey is filled with life, the realm of shadow is just necromancy and darkness. Roy's just walking on through, occasionally slashing the rapier in the air to cut cobwebs out of the way. Okay. Are you moving carefully enough to not get stuck in webbing? Yes. Okay. So you're moving at half speed, but you're just moving through without trying to hide. Correct. 
Uh, do me and Evan have any any means of communication other than verbal? Like, perchance, do we both know Thieves' Cant or anything like that? Do you know Thieves' Cant? I mean, I never wrote it down as a language, but I never took another language. I had options to, I just, I never filled them out. That's fucking uh, coincidence, isn't it? I'm gonna go with no, my dude. Well, I mean, like I said, I just never, I didn't know what, like, I just legitimately didn't know what I could do. Can you even take Thieves' Camp? Yeah, you gotta be a rogue. So Thieves' Camp was like an example of like, is there a way I can talk to Evan without using my words? I'm going with no, my friend, because the only way that I know of in D&D in general of doing that is the drow sign language is a language. I definitely don't know drow sign language. No. Who would learn their backwards talk? Anyways. Right? <laughs> he can say that he's dark it's true <laughs> I'm dark and I was still offended <laughs> I was talking about his elf status you are not an elf I'm talking about Ryan <laughs> oh okay newsflash you can be offended <laughs> Okay, so there's no way for me to share this information without blowing my cover, and I'm not going to do that right away. But I am going to stick close to Evan and then just kind of do the best I can to sign to stick together. Using your stealth checks you already did, I would allow you to whisper. Okay. But you'd still have to be close together. So do I have any idea where he is? Because he rolled higher than I did. Because He's fucking hidden as a motherfucker. I didn't even add his plus. What would you think Evan would do? I think Evan would probably stay re- relatively close to me. Okay. Um, uh, so you two go to the right, because that's easiest. And you kind of duck behind a cobweb and snake around the outside edge of the room. Yep. There's some cobwebs going from the ceiling down from the corner. Yep. And you guys find yourself behind him, sort of like a curtain. Evan. Roy has moved forward. Bot, where are you? Well, I just came in the entrance and then stood flabbergasted at the side of cobwebs and I went, oh no. Okay. So what'd you do after that? Because we're around in now. I stealthily move off to the other side. The opposite direction that Jeff went? Yeah. Okay. Accidentally? Accidentally. And his wood armor only slightly creaks. (laughs) (laughs) He rolled okay. I'm not giving him any disadvantages. Yeah. He's like, damn it, I didn't know it was corduroy material. <laughs> God dang it. I knew I shouldn't have put the upholstery in the crock. <laughs> but I need the flexibility. That's going to chafe. Yeah, it was that or the splintery wood. You probably made the right call. Yeah. So yeah, Daedalus seeing Roy not taking any sort of cover, just moves to stand behind Roy and move forward. He's hacking at the webbing with you and helping you clear a path. It doesn't take long before you hear the sound of hooves clopping through the other doors at the other end of the mess hall. Star is at the door trying to get your guys' attention. Do I know what kind of things that reside in the shadow realm that have hooves? You'd have to roll me another arcana check or a nature check. Roy and Daedalus being in the center of the room can roll me a perception check. I rolled a 18 and Evan rolled an 18 also. 10. Roy, you see something shadowy with which seems to be lit from below, but the, it causes shadows that make it hard to see what it is. But it seems to be lit from its feet, but it seems to be some sort of equine creature in the doorway. On top of it looks to be a mount of some kind. And you hear something chatting going... Ah, yes, we've found many things. <laughs> These fools are so easy to catch when they're out of spells. And one of the creatures that is next to what appears to be a horse, he's dragging what looks like a body. And you... Hold on, hold I see them. They don't see me. Yeah, uh, not yet. Jeff. Sorry. The only thing that you can think of that makes hoof sounds from that plane is a nightmare. Fantastic. Which is a horse with flaming hooves. Fiery red eyes. Yeah, I know exactly what a nightmare is. Are they tough, Jeff? <laughs> yes. 
out of banishment spells? Yes. Hey, I can beat you there, bud. I'm literally out of spells. I can't cast. Daedalus. I'm not totally out. I do that some. Not a lot. Tries to hunker down behind a table. Based on my knowledge of nightmares, do I know they have any weaknesses? What did you roll again? I rolled uh, 18. 18 Arcana. And also, I had Evan roll two, and he rolled naturally in 18. Between the two of you, this is all you've got. You know that they're immune to fire. I'll give you that. Okay. Cool. That's helpful. Yeah. Not as though I can cast anything right now, but that's helpful. You know that it's a powerful horse-like creature that is immune to fire. It's a horse from Skyrim, and it just won't die. <laughs> How far is it? Uh, it's at the other end of the room. Let's say it is 50 feet from you. This room is very simple. Like I said, it is a big, long rectangle with five rows of tables and chairs, just like a cafeteria room. Mm. And they are running from doorway to doorway. Basically, there's a doorway on either end of the room. There also is a side room that most likely leads to some sort of kitchen or serving area, but those doors seem to be shut tight, and they are heavily cobwebbed. But I only see the two figures? So far. You see a horse, which looks like it has a mount on it, and the mount hasn't spoke. The other small thing dragging a body. Not small. It's, like, man-sized. Roy's going to shoot off an Eldritch Blast at the mounted figure. Okay, go ahead and roll that, and then roll me initiative. Everybody. Okay. Bop, you go first. I mean, I did say I was firing off. Do I get a surprise round? Oh, yeah, you, you do your thing, and then it will be Bop's turn. Okay, cool. 18 to hit. That's a hit, my dude. What did you aim at? The guy on top of the horse? Yeah, and 15 on the second. That's a miss. Your first Eldritch Blast casts him squarely in the shoulder. The follow-up seems to splash off of what appears to be mage armor. Then that's only 14 damage. 14 Okay. So surprise is a condition that stops you from acting on the first round of combat. So this first round goes to us because we caught him by surprise. Yeah. I am going to say that Roy definitely catches them by surprise for simplicity. Let me ask you honestly, were you guys ready for Roy to start shit right then? I mean, I was pretty sure he was gonna. Yeah. I was expecting spiders, though. If anyone read the room around Roy at all, you could tell I was just going to start popping off as soon as I saw something. Fair enough. You know who I'm going to say who is surprised as well? Daedalus is surprised as well. (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead and go, everybody. Bop first. Roy's already done his thing. So can I dash to cover? Yeah, you can. Before these people, between them and us, I throw down some grease. Okay. It's going to cover a little bit of the chairs, because there's only like five foot space in between the, uh, each row. Is that all you're doing? I just maintain my stealth otherwise, yeah. You have move actions. Tell me when you're done. I know that Bop never moves, but that's pretty much my bad at this point. I basically very carefully go, Grease, and step back into cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Grimm's turn. So, what we're going to do... Me and Evan, I'm going to look at Evan, and I'm going to kind of, like, sign to him, make his way around the enemy. Do we get any sort of flanking? Yeah, in 5th edition, it's actually a lot easier. If you are both, like, caddy corner to an enemy, you get advantage. Okay, so I'm going to tell him to move around to the back of it. You don't even need to do that, but yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just going to, like, motion him to do that, like, towards the back of it. Okay, you guys are going to take a couple rounds if you want to get all the way to the other door. Just him. Okay. You want him to move toward the other end of the room. Yes, he's going to move towards flanking it while I pull out a move that I only remembered I had because I just fucking edited things. So I'm going to pull out my scroll of magic missile and I'm going to hit the nightmare with all three of the missile darts. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll that, because that just straight up hits. Sure does. Hits him for 13. Alright, 13 damage. The nightmare neighs in a terrifying sound, born of shadow. And then I'm going to take my move action to start moving away from where I was. 
because it's in the darkness behind some shit. Okay. It's Bob's turn again. I cast the fire climb and I take to the webbing. So Bob goes, I must gain an advantage. The ceiling, the ceiling can get me advantage. And I whisper, taking some of the webbing and cast spider climb on myself. All right. Using the environment for your spell focus. And I scramble into the rafters, or where the rafters would be. You know what, bud? Gain 10 feet of spider climb, because that was cool. Yay. You climb 10 feet faster. All right. I go 35. Daedalus isn't messing around anymore. He's recently lost a team member. Daedalus casts the third level spell, Daylight. He yells out to all of you, shield your eyes, please. And from his shield shines the light of Newman. A 60-foot radius sphere of light spreads out from a point you choose within range. The sphere is bright light and sheds dim light for an additional 60 feet. If you chose a point on an object you are holding or one that isn't being worn or carried, the light shines from the object and moves with it. Completely covering the affected object with an opaque object such as a bowl or helm blocks the light. If any of the spell's area overlaps with an area of darkness created by a spell of third level or lower, the spell that created the darkness is dispelled. Do we need a roll for that? Nah. He warned you. Okay. Now, we look away unless you look at the bright light. I looked away. Roy definitely looks away and pops his goggles back up. (laughs) And... Daedalus also moves 30 feet to be in front of you and the nightmare, Roy. So, just to establish some ground rules here, if you choose to make a movement action only, you can use your attack action and a move action as a move, so it's a double move. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, Evan just moved like 60 feet because that was the only action he took was moving. Yeah, he also has dodge dash and disengage, I believe, so he could move again. Okay, so he just moved 90 feet? Yes. How big is this room? He's at the other end of it. It's 100 feet long. Okay, so yeah, he flanked in the one turn. Just checking. I mean, he's not behind them, because at this point, they haven't even moved through the doorway. You guys have moved on them real quick. Well, okay, so he'll just wait until they pop out the doorway. Yeah. Yeah. But he's ready and still hiding. All right, so... With the light shining, you finally get a good look at what's in the doorway. A large pitch black horse with flames for hair and red eyes is stamping its feet and rearing back. On his back seems to be some sort of pale elf-like creature who has pale skin, white hair, and is dressed in all black. He has a large spear that he is readying. And next to him, on either side, one who just dropped the body, and another that you couldn't see before, running around the side of the nightmare, are two things known as measles. And they look like... They look kind of like Golem if he had hair. Okay. Yeah. And they are screaming at you! And charging forward. One of them teleports in front of Daedalus. But the moment he gets within 60 feet of Daedalus, the bright light stops him like he hit a brick wall. And he stops. The other measle is charging forward as well. They will be on you and Daedalus in the next round. They run through the grease? Well, the one teleported past it, the other one will trip. Yes. What's the save? Is it higher than 16? Because he rolled pretty good. It should be 16. Meets his beats, baby. Yep. All right, so that measle does a little skid, but keeps going. This grease just seems not to have bothered him. They're going to be on you next round. Okay. Roy's going to look over the table and take another glance at the nightmare and his mount, or his mounted person. It's a gloom weaver. Not that you would know that. The gloom weaver. I'm going to look at the gloom weaver and the nightmare and... My fingers are going to glow blue, and I'm going to snap and cast Shatter. Okay. It's a radius? Con save 15. Okay, to both? Yeah. It's con save 15. It is a range of 10 feet. 
so it would be on the Gloomweaver and the Nightmare. He does not fail. The Nightmare does. How much damage? That's 21 damage. 21 damage. Jeez, Roy throwing down that BDD right now. Right? Roy's not fucking around. Grim is. He's all out of spells, so it's fuck around time. Okay. Roy, the Gloomweaver turns to look in your direction. And Cass. He shoots Elder's Blast back at you, my dude. Fuck. Alright. Three beams. What's your armor class? 15, but I am behind cover. You're behind cover? Throwing that out. Okay. There was a hit. There's still a hit. Okay. And it's gonna do... That's seven damage. Okay. Purple blast just rocks you across the top near your face. Just right back at you, you son of a bitch. Uh, after the Gloomweaver is Grim and Evan. Alright, so... Grim moved his 30 feet. Evan is lying in wait for the, the nightmare to pop out of the door. Where is Grim at this point? At the beginning of your round here? So Grim basically followed Evan's path around the edge, still hiding in the in the cobwebs. But not as far. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. You're in the north corner behind some cobweb yeah. curtains. Still just peeking through the cobweb curtains, you know, make a little hole through. Mm-hmm. So how far away from the nearest enemy am I? Both measles are like 60 feet from Daedalus, which puts them about 70 feet from you. Okay. That puts me in a tough spot. You can always move first. I could. And you know what? I'm gonna. But I'm gonna keep on my path. Will that make me closer to them? Yes. Okay. Alternatively, where you are, you could come on the side of the measles right now. Basically, you and Daedalus are perpendicular from them. Okay. If I move 10 feet, I'd be more catty corner towards them, and I can move in at the same time. Yeah, and they're charging him, which means if you don't move, they're going to put themselves in that position you want them in. Okay, I'll just try to sneak in without making my presence too known, and just gain the distance, get within 20 feet of them, preferably. Okay, if you want to get closer on this round, you need to roll a new stealth check, because you're going to break the cover of the cobwebs. Of course, yeah, absolutely. And... Evan rolled a nat 20. I'm not going to make him roll shit. He can keep moving along the outside edge behind the cobwebs if he'd like. He can get right up on the fucking horse if he wants to try. I mean, I want him to get as close to it while still trying to remain behind it. If it is still through the door... Yeah, it's not time yet. Yeah, then he'll just wait. I want him to be, like, ready to pop up behind it as soon as it pops out the door. Okay, it's the Nightmare's turn. He runs forward. He runs forward toward Roy. My second stealth, because this is important. Is bad? No, it's is good. It bad? It's... Oh. 21. Oh, fine. Take away all my fun. Meanwhile, a large, scary black horse with a pale dude on it is riding up the other row because he watched the measle slide on the grease, and he is just barreling toward you and Daedalus, but on the neighboring aisle that will put him very quickly perpendicular to you guys right now because he moved 60 feet and he took a double move and it is bop's turn yes so this nightmare that's running off towards deadless where did you go on the roof because you're on the ceiling right yeah i'm on the ceiling where on the ceiling let's call it the apex just the center of the room? Yeah. Yeah, then you are just above Daedalus, and the Nightmare is about 10 feet to your left. Nope, it's Daedalus's left, so it's his right. What do you do? I grasp my hammer and say, we're gonna go for it. Oh my god, no. <laughs> are you gonna drop down and hammer a Thor this motherfucker right now? Because that's gonna be fucking fantastic. Yes. Yes. Are you gonna crown him? Yes. <laughs> From the ceiling, Bop drops, leading with his hammer. Does he get to add fall damage to that? Roll with advantage, Bop. This is balls crazy, but I'll give you advantage for the surprise factor alone. You will perish. Jesus Christ. Dropping from the ceiling, I roll 
Uh, 21 total. Does that hit, Jay? A 21? To hit the Gloomstalker, right? Yeah, it hits. Yeah, okay. If that didn't hit, this game is rigged. I can say that fucking right now. Nah, Roy hit with like an 18 already. Yeah. Falling from the ceiling, I ram put my entire weight of my dwarvish self behind the hammer, impacting his skull. How many stone? Oh, so many stone. Called 20 stone. 20 stone. Big dwarf. Dwarves are dense. Dwarves are dense. That's heavy. How uh, much damage do you do as you do this? 19. Bloomstock is really getting hit hard real quick. Okay. You take one falling damage. Man. You're lucky. I rolled crap. Yay. I mean, you should give that plus one to that 19, though, because... Mm, no. The falling damage applies. It's the same force. I gave him advantage. Yeah, that was a flanking advantage. Okay, fine. I'll give him one. I'll do one damage. 20. I'm just saying it's logical. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I get Okay, fine. All right. Logic. Don't bring logic to my Dungeons and Dragons. Try to stop me. Okay, so that makes it Daedalus' turn. Yes. Daedalus uh, is flabbergasted. Yeah, uh, Daedalus loses his round. No, Daedalus moves forward 30 feet and he prepares an action. He is going to strike the measle the moment it comes within reach. And that is the end of his turn. So measles go. He moves forward to meet the first measle. And he says, by the vaccinations of Newman. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. Vaccinate your kids, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of weapon does Daedalus wield? I forgot. He wields a moon-touched longsword. Ah, nice. Fancy. He did shit damage. He did four damage. But he does get to roll twice, and that second hit's a crit. Four plus fourteen. Eighteen damage. Yeah, that is a wounded measles. Very, very wounded measles. That's nearly as much as Bob did dropping from the ceiling. That's terrifying, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that thought. Uh, measles attacks Daedalus. He misses. Stalus is a 21 armor class, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's kind of his thing. Fucking automaton constable over here. The other measle jumps on top of the table and tries to run around Daedalus. And he's going for you, Roy. You never moved forward, so he's going to have to take another round to get to you. True, I am behind a table. Yes, you are. All right, so, Roy, it's your turn as a measle's running up in your face. Also... Directly across from you, 10 feet, is a nightmare that is rearing up, and it looks like he's going to leap across to you. Straight over a fucking dinner table. That's not good. I had planned out what I was going to do, but in that event, I suppose I'll do something else. Everyone's going to love this. I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. (laughs) Stop me if you heard this one, folks. Yeah. Uh, since there's apparently two people in my way, or coming my way, I'm gonna split that up. And that is... 22 for the measle. That's a hit. That's 25 for the nightmare. The nightmare or the gloomstalker? Which one are you aiming at? The nightmare's doing the jumping, I'm gonna aim for the nightmare. Okay. You hit both. That's 10 on the measle. Ooh. Salty. Damagey boy. It's filled with mercury. And 13 for the nightmare. Damn. Damn, boy. Okay. That's that's a lot of damage on that nightmare. Fucking good. <laughs> I mean, not that much. Calm down. <laughs> it's, it's... That's all me, baby. Yeah, you're done? Yeah, that's it. Gloomweaver. The Gloomweaver because it is riding on the nightmare and doesn't move, is taking this moment to stab Bop twice with a spear. I rolled two 18s, Bop. That's high enough, right? Oh, yes. Okay, so this is the bad part. Even with his furniture armor? Yeah, even with his furniture armor. Dang. Yeah. 
All right, so Bob, here's the scary part about the Gloom Weaver and why you probably should not have been so reckless. It says here that with his Shadow Spear, he does 1d8 plus 4 piercing damage. Okay. Plus 4d12 necrotic. <laughs> what? Okay, watch Fuck. Bob die. All right, so it's going to be a total of 10 piercing. And 26 necrotic. Oh! All right, so 10 piercing, 26 necrotic. Okay. That hurts me. That's half my hit points. Or slightly more than. I haven't enslaved a dwarf before. I hear you are hard workers. <laughs> it's something you won't ever know. Hmm. I also hear they're hard to break. Maybe I should just kill them. <laughs> if you could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. Let me think about what just happened here after you had to get all cocky. <laughs> I'm supposed to roll that 4d12 twice because I stabbed you twice, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be another, let's just say 26 damage. <laughs> okay. Gone. Should have left well enough alone. So I'm now down at about five hit points. and thank you again for following us on our journey through another episode of Torchlit Tavern. You've listened all the way to Arc 3, we hope. If not, you can always go back and catch up on what you've missed. First of all, myself and the rest of the members of the Torchlit Tavern would like to say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We love telling our stories, we love your engagement, and we love to entertain you guys, so thank you. Don't forget that if you do enjoy our podcast, please like us, rate us well, Share us. Tell your friends about us. We have no designs on any grand empire, but we do like telling our story, and we'd like to share that with as many people as possible. And you, our beloved listeners, are the gateway through which we can do that. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcasting service. If you want to engage and find a little bit of extra interaction with the Torchlit Tavern, you can search Torchlit Tavern on Facebook or Twitter. And we have established a Patreon at patreon.com slash Torchlit Tavern. If you'd like to go that little extra mile for us, you can do so there. And we will kick back to you with monthly content updates. This could be anything from narrative expansions, world lore, or even just an insight into the characters of the world themselves. And last but not least, if you want to chat with, compliment, or ridicule one of our lovely players, you can find us at the following locations. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, at something something master on Twitter. And you can find me, Ryan, a.k.a. Roy, at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. And I'm Randall, and if you want, you can follow my uh, inactive Twitter account <laughs> at Argo Omega, or you can just look at the Facebook, and I'll be there. This is Jeff, still playing the Jello Man Skeleton himself. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter that I never use at Big underscore J underscore The Bad Man. You know, I think maybe I should have my own Twitter. You shut up. It's not. Time for this things. God. You can definitely find me at the Torchlit Facebook. I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Somebody will be there. And thanks for tuning in. Fuck you, warlock.